This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience First-hand, the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from TalkSport. I'm John Norman alongside Steve Harmison looking back at a madcap day of action at the Adelaide Oval. Uh, it started in farcical circumstances and ended in painful ones. Uh, plenty to discuss, and not all of it bad, actually, uh, despite the fact England are staring at uh, a big defeats, as they have done for the last, uh, well, four days, actually. Uh, you are listening to the following on podcast. So if you listen to the show, you probably know by now, England uh, are six wickets away from defeat in the second test match. Um, ending the day 82 for four, Joe Root dismissed the final ball, what turned out to be the final ball of the day. Mitchell Stark with a canny piece of bowling. Uh, England starting it behind the game. They actually came back into contention in a, in a weird way. 55 for four when Steve Smith was dismissed, but... Uh, a decent partnership between Head and Labuschagne put any notion that they could fight their way back into the game to bed, 51 to each. And uh, Australia declared 230 for nine um, and allowed themselves enough time to get rid of the, one of the openers, which they duly did before the tea break. Hamid, England's 49th duck of the year. Milan, LBW for 20. Burns played relatively well, I suppose, for 34. And then, as I say, Root last man out for 24. So, uh, plenty to discuss. And, um, and there were, actually, some really interesting passages of play today. So, uh, it's a little bit uh, of a more upbeat show, I hope, than we've had over the last couple of days. But we certainly appreciate you joining us. Story of the day. So, Harmi, do you know what? That was actually a pretty interesting day. Um, first question for you. 
has Rory Burns done enough to play at the MCG? Um, probably, yeah. Uh, I, we can look at team selection and team changes and everything to go to try and get back in the series because I think this test match is gone now. I think we are too far gone down the road of Australia going 2-0 up. Has he done enough? He probably has because Hamid hasn't done enough to stay in the side either. Do we change them both? We haven't got much to lose, to be honest. With you know, two nil down, we're three to play, and we've got to win all three. You know, we can't draw or lose another test match, or that's the ashes gone. And then there's serious question marks on where we go from where we go from there. Burns, yeah, Hamid with that one, Butler. You know, if we go three nil down, if, if we lose the ashes, what's the point? Do we do we say what's the point of playing Broad and Anderson? You know, 150 odd test matches plus each, when we could give we asked somebody a, a chance that we think it's a pity we've sent most of them home. Pity, you know, we think that we've got a chance of being in, in Ash's futures. So all these questions I imagine are going around the selectors' minds. I think you stick with Burns. Unfortunately, I think if there's one you leave out, it probably would be. I would possibly leave. Think about leaving Hamid out because he's younger, he's more inexperienced, and. This series might just be might have just got to him, but you know, bit big, big, big for him. Where Rory's been, he's a bit more experienced. You'd think in this unit, he's one of the senior senior voices, senior players, because he's been around quite a bit. Um, so you probably punt for seniority over um, inexperience, especially when you're going to the MCG. Eight, you know, you could lose, you win the toss on Boxing Day, and there's eighteen as ninety eight thousand there. If you're not in, you know, you're not as confident as what you are with your game, then it gobbles you up straight away. So I think Crawley would look at it that that spot there. But again, Rory looked like Rory does. He, he looks as though he's he's got himself in, into defence quite comfortably. He's faced ninety odd balls, and then his timings are all wrong. Players that are, are one that you 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 probably question mark whether he needs to play it or not. So. I think while it's 2-0 and the series is still going, I think you have to go with the experienced guy over the inexperienced guy, especially for MCG at, you know, when you when you need to win the win the win the test match to win this or to stay in the series. Well talk you are you're right. We'll talk about this more in depth following uh, tomorrow's show, but I do wonder about the wisdom of bringing in Crawley, because again, he hasn't played. He's played no cricket for uh, for God yeah. knows how long. But I, I think his game is more suited. Talk about low hands. We talked about this a few uh, uh, the test last test, didn't we? And the point you made is that when you play like Hamid, any additional bounce is gonna is always going to be a problem for you. And that's exactly what happened today. Unfortunately, yeah, we we said that we said that when he left India the very first time we seen him. You know, the boy is so much so suited for playing, you know, subcontinent conditions, you know, playing English conditions when the ball doesn't bounce as much. But you feared for broken fingers and yeah, you know, little clips off gloves and yeah, you know, top edge of the bats because of how low the boys' hands are. And that came to fruition today. He's left the ball nicely on this trip. He has. He's and because he's got lowish hands, he can get into the ball and get out of the ball and leave it at the last minute. And he he do, he he did that very very well at Brisbane. But in this Test match, possibly with the pressure, that's everything's on it. Um, he's chipped one to. He's chipped one to mid on in the first first innings, and he's the low hands has come to his downfall in the second innings. And whether his mindset is, you know, scramble a little bit, then that might make the enforced enforced change. But 
You know, we, it's not something that we didn't know was going to happen with Hamid. And he probably knew that himself going into the series that he needed to work on, you know, keeping his hands high and not getting away from his body. That was the thing. It's fair enough having low hands, but if you're pushing at the ball as well, you're actually getting closer to the ball. So it magnifies how much bounce the ball is going to take as it, you know, at, at once you're out of control in your hands. In this innings, this second innings, not only did he have low hands, his hands were miles out in front of his, his body and his eye line. He didn't let the ball come to him like he had been doing and leaving the ball. And I think because he's chipped the one to mid on in the first innings, he's probably just wanting to put bat on ball and he's nicked something that he probably could have, he could have let come to him a little bit longer and he possibly would have made the decision to take his hands away from it and leave it. By this point, of course, um, you know, it's uh, Australia had racked up 230 for nine, declared. I mean, having a look at their innings, I tell you what, Smith does not look in control of his game as as the Steve Smith that we've come a, become accustomed to over the last few years. And I know it's ridiculous to say he hit 90-odd in first innings, but the aura of the man, um, you know, it, it's a shame we haven't been able to put him under more pressure but um, I thought Anderson and Broad started off brilliantly this morning. You know, it's it's a shame they couldn't do that last night, but I don't really blame them. You know, it must be so difficult to keep going back to the well. But something was different this morning. They, you know, they were, the first ball of the day, Hamid threw the stumps down, and it just it you, you know you talk about first balls. It just I don't know if it set the tone, but it certainly set the tone for a mad day. And um, I thought Anderson and Broad particularly well but then you know Anderson uh towards the end of the innings bowled really well um to Labuschagne he bowled two overs and then Root took him out the attack and brought on Stokes and it just completely took out any all the intensity it was a bit bizarre with with Root today the captain towards the back end of the series of the session I actually thought England bowled better when he was off the field but um but yeah, I thought they both bowled, they they both pitched it up, and there was movement. And uh, I was watching it, thinking, "Oh my days, England are in so much trouble because, you know, they're going to have to bat last on this." Yeah, I thought the first half an hour was was excellent. I thought Broad and Anderson did what they've done for 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 a number of years, and I think what you're going to find in this series, because of the lack of preparation, players are going to get better and better as the. The, the, the series goes on. Fortunately, England could be out of it before they get to, to hit their straps and you'll have a lot of people going, ah, oh, well, it's easy winning dead rubbers. And that potentially could happen in these next four weeks of Ashes cricket. I thought Braun Anderson were, were excellent. You're right. You know, Hamid set the tone by it in the stumps first up. Um, I'm not sure what Ben was trying to do when he bowled that two overs for 24. Um, but they, they just it just seems that when England did go hard at Australia and had them in a position where you were creating chances and they did again you know Butler took an unbelievable catch both offside and then leg side and then dropped the easy one that, that that came very very was he standing, surprised was, first ball Smith maybe yeah. that catches in his mind that he'd just taken I think they're standing a bit closer I think the criticism they've been getting them slipped point of view they're standing a bit closer I think when I watched that again it hit Joss Joss didn't hit it whether he moved late, I'm not so sure. I couldn't really judge whether he moved late, but that hit him. It, it just seemed to hit him hard. You know, it was like, it, it literally was. It was there before you, you, you could get across to it. Uh, hit, it hit, him, hit it on the wrist, didn't it? Hit him on the wrist. So he wasn't in a position where he, he, you know, his hand was set or anything like that. It just That's hit so him. It was so weird, though. He just kind of like 
just he just it was just a guess just stuck his arm out basically. Yeah. But it's just as if he He took a catch like that, the Harris catch in the first innings. He literally just stuck his <coughs> glove out there and it and that one stuck. He did and he, he, he say he took he took a very very good catch first up this morning when you when you yeah, dive and low down yeah the catch he took first thing this morning that and was then, the best of the lot for him and then he gets Smith down leg side off Robinson and you're thinking yeah. you know that he's he's he must be scrambled there must be things going on inside Joss's head that you know really sort of whether the pressures he's feeling and Test match cricket or what but he's dropped two catches now which. He would he would be disappointed he hasn't took. But all in all, I thought the first hour of the first half an hour especially, but the fir- first hour of the first session this morning did not just belong to England, but you could see England putting Australia under pressure. And then slowly but surely, Stokes is over, just seemed to derail England a little bit. He's two overs. And then all of a sudden, Labashe and Haram, Travis Head just took the game away from, yeah. from England. Because I don't think they were in the contest at 50 for four. Nah, but it but, was interesting though. It was not only was it interesting, it was setting down a marker. Harris hasn't got any runs again. Warner was out for 13. You know, Labashian, Labashian, yes, he's got it looks as though he's got something on England, but he's been dropped so many times. It's ridiculous. Smith didn't get Smith's an under 10. So these are the things that you have to take with you. You know, we can come on to what England did did when it when it came to the baton, but if you're gonna lose, you still have to set a marker down. You still have to play psychological games with the opposition. You know, Smith hasn't got uh, there's another score of under 10 for, for Smith. Yeah. And, and Green, yeah, the, Green no. did not convince. No, no, but he hung around. That was the thing with him. He hung around, which that was the annoying thing. He's bowled unbelievable in this test series. Mm. Probably better than Australia could even dream that Cameron Green could bowl. But his batting's been poor and we didn't put him in under enough pressure. Uh, he to, doesn't to look like another low score. At the moment. I've yeah. seen him score runs for Western Australia, but... Um, where are we with Wokes, man? I mean, you know, another wicketless. I mean, <laughs> send him open in a bat, and he looks as he looks as a competent batsman as we've got. And yeah, all of a sudden we're playing not, we're not playing him as a no one is dug in Yeah, he shouldn't be playing when it comes to he, it, oh he can bat. That shouldn't be our our mantra for picking our bowlers. It should be like I've said millions of times before, batters bat, bowlers bowl. Handy if they've got a few runs in them. And that is our that is our conundrum where after the Ashes, when we go forward, we, we, we might have to bite the bullet with Braun Anderson and say, look, we're going to, we because they're, we, they have to play all the time. We then we then look at, we've got four number, four number tens. Do we then try and move away from Braun Anderson and find... Find our, you know, find people who can, you know, I, I, look. We're speculating on what's going to happen after the Ashes, but you know, we need a spinner desperately. You know, do we do we just turn around and say, right, Dombes is the best we've got, and he's the best option we've got when it comes to number eight. We, no, number eight. We, no, we're not. We're not going to say we, that Dombes. We, no, no, but we're not. not but we're not be, giving them a chance. It won't be Dombes. I'm sorry, but it yeah, won't. but we're not giving. We need to give that person a chance to yeah, find. They need to go and play in county cricket. <laughs> What are we going to do about Wokes? That's the thing. Wokes, four years ago, we said, no way. And he got dropped. He didn't play. Yeah. And he's I think he's a better bowler than he was four years ago. I really do. I think he's a better bowler than he was four years ago. But he doesn't seem to... He, he just he, he just, just doesn't get wickets. That's the problem. And, and that's your currency. You've got to get wickets. It's all nice and nice and nice and having the ball going over off stump. And it's... 
you know, it, it looks good. You can hang your hat on him and you can say, right, he's going to bowl containingly from one end. But even you don't that, get though, any so, there were so many four balls, you know, he bowled four balls on a on a length and then suddenly he'd drop one short and it'd be smashed away yeah. over over point for four. And you're like, well, you do, you know, this is Wokes. Mm. Um, and he, you can't really say the preparation from, from Wokes' point of view because Chris both. Wokes and Mark Wood are both, they were played, they played in the World T20 and they were bowling, they were bowling practice, competitive practice spells rather than just bowling in, a, in an indoor school or attending at Loughborough. They were, they were bowling in competitive match action practice in the World T20. So that's why Wokes is playing. I think more than more than anything else, not just because he's batting, but also he's been in match match situations for a while. So I honestly don't know. Do you do you just turn away from him? But again, you're looking at very similar. We came away from Australia four years ago. We're not going to pick four eighty mile an hour bowlers. And the first two test matches are exactly the same as the first two test matches in seventeen eighteen. And the the numbers are more or less identical. The amount of overs bowled, you know, oh, runs, no. runs and wickets taken. And we've not picked, we've not picked a fast lad. And we've, and like I've said millions of times in the last three days, you know, this is not a long series. It's a short series. And not to pick your fast band and to protect them for test four and five. When you, when you potentially the ashes is over is madness. So Wokes, I don't know. I really don't know because he is. He is so. I think he's so important in the team in England now. Once once Anderson starts to go, because I think he he, he gives value. He adds value to the team in, yeah. in English yeah, conditions. Yeah, yeah. But he doesn't. He struggles to to work out, and whether he needs to work it out or he needs people to help him, I don't know. But for some reason, he just doesn't seem to get it away from home, and that's it's hard work because you England player. 15 to between 15 and 18 test matches a year and a lot of them are and they're starting to play a lot more away from home than they are than they are at home maybe we have to adopt some horses for courses you know milan has been relative yeah. success he plays in in uh, australia australasia maybe yeah. south africa and then he doesn't play in the subcontinent and uh, Hamid doesn't play in Australia. He just plays in the subcontinent. And maybe Chris Wokes only plays in England or in New Zealand. Maybe that's just what, what, what we're going to have to do until you actually get players that can do it, can do it everywhere. It seems strange to have Hamid in the side who's so ill-suited to playing in Australia and then Milan coming in at three, who's essentially only playing at three because mm. we're in Australia. It's like, well... But, we, you look at, but you look at Crawley. You look at Crawley, who has yeah. identified that he plays... This guy's got the game, and he he can play. He'll play well in Australia. And, and you you don't even you don't even pick him in the ear side when they play Australia ear to give him a game. Um, There's some questions to be answered, big time. And I think the list is getting bigger than I think the list is getting as big as Boris Johnson's question list. I tell you, what do you make of Root's injury? Because I'm. Kerry O'Keefe said it on TV and I, I must admit I was thinking the same thing. He came in, I'm not sure if you saw it, but he came in and he played two sweet, well, they're kind of like sweet pull shots um, to Nathan Lyon, missed both. And then he chased a wide one to Mitchell Stark and it just seemed like, you know, is this injury a bit more serious than maybe we think it is? It, it was quite a strange start to his innings and then, of course, he got absolutely poleaxed right at the end of the day, which was like... You know, 
that just summed up the the ashes, didn't it? It does. It did sum up the ashes, and it is, yeah. it is, it is hilarious when it's not you, and when you get hit in the uh, in the unthinkables, it's oh, that's painful, and that is painful, and the protection has got a lot better as time has gone on because. Can think of I can think of you know, many bygone days where you know no helmets, very little protection in that area, and boy that that hurts. But I, I'm not sure. I don't understand whether he got hit in the same place in warm up, or he was hit a little bit higher. I think he was hit a bit a little bit higher. I think it was more abdominal I'm rather sure than. It was, you know. It yeah, wasn't. we're not sure. Nah, I think same... I think it was in the same place. I think they were just was saying it in the that. Henry Halls. Yeah. Oh man, that is so to get done. Well, to be fair, oh. that is Joe Roots. That's Joe Roots Ashes because if you get hit once there, you're unlucky. But to get hit twice Wait. within eight, within seven hours, <laughs> that is wow. Oh my God, that's not even eye watering. I think everything's watering. But he mil- <laughs> he milked it. As much as he could, I think, on the field. I couldn't stop laughing. I've just, I've had a tweet. I've seen a tweet from Adam Holyoke. I can't, I can't, Nick. I've got to, I've got to say who it's from. When he, because he was, he was having a go at, I think the commentators were basically Mark Wall. Mark Wall was trying to say, get up, get on with it. You've got to get up. You've got to get on with it. And Adams, I think Adams was was basically, well, you get five minutes in a boxing contest for a low blow. So you know, he should be able to take his, he should be able to take his five minutes. I think only because there was 10 minutes left in the day. <clears throat> this we have said some things that on hindsight would have been would be you know that we've mentioned that isn't hindsight because of you know we've all been talking before test matches on selections and things like that. But this is a hindsight being a wonderful thing. He probably could have gone off. That was my only thing when I was sitting watching it. I was thinking, right, Joe, milk it as much as you possibly can, get up, face the first ball, and say, nah, this is too painful. I'm walking off. You send out a night watchman, and then Joe Root comes out and bats tomorrow in the the beautiful Adelaide sunshine. Is that going to win the game for England? No, it's not. But what we've seen in that first innings that if somebody had hung around with Ben Stokes for long enough, Ben was going nowhere. And it looks again the way he's the way he's shaped up for this innings. He's got 30, he's only got three or forty balls, but he's shaping up as though Australia are struggling to find a way to get Ben Stokes out. Joe Root comes out tomorrow morning. And you know, bright sunshine gets a hundred. Ben goes on and gets a few runs. England aren't going to win the game. They're probably not going to save the game. But what that does is going into the third Test match, a hundred under the captain's belt, a hundred. Stokes getting more and more practice in the middle, then it gives England more of a fighting chance that the players and the psychological edges over the opposition would be would be massive. You know, Mitchell Stark's got a, he got a it was a beauty ball from around the wicket. He's got to play at it. No, no one, anybody says he's outside of stump. The angle, what I, what Stark had done to him, I thought it was a beautiful bit of bowling. Um, and it was a good plan from Stark because he had been bowling a lot over the wicket. And he's always come around the wicket. He's found the outside edge and it probably shortens the game by about two hours because if Root comes out tomorrow and gets in, Stokes get in, you're looking around about tea time. England could bat and build a, a score where, you know, one more wicket tomorrow morning early and we could be all over by lunchtime. Hey, we've had um, a question from John Brown Reborn. Uh, he says, uh, a lot has been said about England's fielding, batting, catching and selection. <laughs> That's not even the question. It just makes me laugh. We're only like two tests in. I wonder if another problem, another problem is ambiguity over who leads the bowling attack. That's actually a point you made, wasn't it? Yeah. After day one, of 
the Gabba test. Who's going to be the attack leader to try and defend 147? Absolutely. And it's a great point. It is a, a, a fantastic point, John, because you look, you always look to somebody who, when things aren't happening, right, he's going to do it for me. You know, I know he's going to, and, and the captain looks for it as well. You know, just chuck him a ball. Michael Vaughan had Andrew Flintoff. Now, whether Freddie could bowl on one leg, if things weren't happening, he'd look at Freddie and give me one over. Because I know for a fact, if you give me one over, this place is going to erupt. You know, just the, just the name from, you know, from the pavilion end, not so much at Lords, but because you, you know what the, you know what the crowds are like at Lords, they're not that interesting, but it, some of that Trent Bridge or, you know, Edge Baston, you know, the, the Tannoy going, Ratcliffe Road end, Andrew Flintoff, whoosh, the place erupts. All of a sudden from nothing happening, without a ball being bowled, the, the batsman's looking and going, who's turned the lights on? We still, you know, and that's the what that's that, and and Michael always said that. Michael always said that. You know, you all had different characteristics when you were bowling well, but when things was flat and things weren't happening, I just had to throw the ball to Freddie, and these lot did it for us. The crowd did it for us because of what Freddie meant to to English cricket, and that's like Broad and Anderson. And when you don't play one of them, or you don't play either of them in the Gabba. You're asking somebody who you're asking people who are you know, who are questioning their own place because they're going well. You know, I'm in the team, but Brian Anderson aren't. So yeah, they're questioning their own own positions for what's going to come ahead. There's no leader of the attack there, in my opinion, until we got to we got to Adelaide. By that time, we were one nil down. So what's going to happen tomorrow? Let's have a little, let's have a sweepstake between us two. When will Australia take the 10th wicket? First, okay, first session or second session, first off? First session for me, I think they'll take the 10th wicket in the first session just before 6 a.m. English time. Might even extend the first session if we are nine down, but I think the game will be all over by lunchtime and England will score about 150. Well, that's, pre- that's, that's, uh, so they'll only add, they'll add 60, 68. I, see, this is the thing. I hope that Stokes and Butler, and I know it sounds really, it sounds, so do I. I just hope they just go in and they just try and smash it around and just have a bit of fun. You remember, 2009 at Headingley when Graham Swan and Stuart Broad. The game was over. Yeah, they just, it was, yeah. They just, sm- was it those two? They just smashed Yeah, it was them it. two, yeah. Just smashed they put it on around. a big score, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just just go for it. Just You're never, ever going to win this game or bat it out. Just go out there. Yeah, Don't try and block it. Just just go. Go on. I remember that. I remember that. Remember that game because he just smashed it everywhere, and then one of them got out, and three balls later, the game was over. <laughs> and Nick, and Nick won from me nose off siddle, and then Jimmy got bowled. I think. <laughs> <laughs> so we've gone from absolute euphoria to all over in about three, four balls. But well, I, missed... I, I agree. I agree. Go and have some fun. Exactly. Why not? Eh? It's too much seriousness. Well, there wasn't lots. That's the other thing. There hasn't even been that much seriousness. It's been so easy for Australia. They just haven't stopped laughing at everything. I mean, even that follow-up ball from Mitchell Stark, he had to bowl it essentially on. It was like Stuart Broad got sconed last night at Richardson. It just had to bowl a bouncer to him again. He probably didn't want to. He was just told to. He had to do it. 
and um, Mitchell Stark bowled another essentially ball that was going to hit root on the bo- on the box, <laughs> and he shouldered arms and it missed him. And he and Mitchell Stark's reaction was just it's just laughter all round. Lion won't stop yapping away. It's really annoying because it just shows yeah. how far away the teams are that they can actually just have a laugh all the time. Although Joe yeah, Root enjoying wa- themselves. Joe Root waving away the spider cam because he thought as he was taking the broken box out of his <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, it was great. It we was, haven't even mentioned was... we haven't even mentioned Ollie Robinson bowling off spin, by the way. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over seventy percent of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Yeah, and Darvin Milan, Milan taking two wickets in leg spin. They saved themselves a few quid. That's all it was. And it's that's where this test match has got to, unfortunately. England have bowled what is what was it essentially well root what did root bowl? Root bowled, I think. Twenty. Root bowl twenty in the first innings, but you've got Robinson ball four overs a spin, Milan yeah. six. So 16 overs a spin to get to get basically to get the over rate back. Yeah. And um, four wickets. I don't I don't blame them for that. I really don't blame them for that. I thought the game was the game was just waiting for that declaration. They got four wickets. Um I'm a, a great story about a box. You know, Dominic Cork, you know, worked for Talksport for a lot of years. And yeah. funny, funny man. I spent a bit of time had, with him this year, actually. He was on good. He's brilliant. Great fun, Corky. But we had a wicketkeeper, Philip Mustard, who was absolutely bonkers. And all he would shout was, come on, Army, hit him in the box. And that's all he would shout, Colonel. All he would shout, Colonel, come on, Army, hit him in the box. And he kept, and he, a Colonel would say it about four times and over throughout the day. You get bored of it after a while. 
And and Corky's come up to me because I'd played for England with Corky and Corky's come up to me, homie, what is he on about? Why does he want to hit me between the legs? I went, no, in Colonel's eyes, the box is your head. I says, I says he says in, in Washington slang, box is your head. He wants me to hit you on the head. And Corky went, oh no, not another one. To add to the long list of people that want to hit me on the head. <laughs> and that's only chap, Colonel. Come on, army, hit him in the box. Oh, oh dear. Oh, well, at least we can laugh. We've got to, unfortunately. Yeah, it's reached that point. Um, Mate, I'll let you go. Have a good day. I'll I'll see you tomorrow. We can have a proper look back and look ahead, that kind of stuff. Someone's going to have to carry the can. I'm guessing Hamid and Wokes. We'll see, eh? I think England could make five changes. Up to five changes, possibly possibly more for the (laughs) MCG. Oh my dad. I did text Seriously. George about quick info saying Root and Milan could be the only players to play in all five test matches. Yeah. Yeah. Possibly. Stokes. Yeah, but even Stokes, it gets to a point where you're like, mate, just go home. You're clearly mm. not fit. I mean, we've yeah. lost. What is the point? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. But I think we could make we could make up to five changes yeah. for this next test match. Our two openers might go. Leave it. Leave Wokes it for tomorrow. Goes. Let's yeah. leave it for yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. All right, matey. You take it easy. Thanks for listening to following on. We'll be back tomorrow. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.